WV Uncommon Place. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate series to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies reviews and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episodes. The Uncommon Place digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to Uncommon Place. Welcome to West Virginia Uncommonplace. Uh, today's episode is a special one for me. Uh, we have West Virginia Farmers Market with us and an associate from there. Her name is Erica. Erica, please tell us what you do. I'm Erica Gallimore. I'm with the West Virginia Farmers Market Association. I am their project coordinator currently, but I do a lot for the organization, including um, basically running the day-to-day operations, planning the programs, talking with partners, and uh, press releases. <laughs> so basically you're the public, you're the PR lady. I am, I'm the only employee, so I pretty much do all of the, everything for the organization. And this I work with some really awesome active board members from across the state that are experts in a lot of different things. But um, as far as like the day-to-day stuff, I'm the person that you go to. So that's for all 55 counties across the state of West Virginia. Yep, all 55 counties and it's just me. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So um, actively, do you travel to all 55 counties at some point in like a year, two years, three years? So I have not been to all 55 counties, even though I've been working with the organization for five years. Um, that's something that I would like to be able to do. And I have been in contact with all of them, with all the farmers markets in all of the counties. But um, yeah, I haven't been able to visit them as much as I'd like to. Uh, that's that's true. Uh, hopefully, though, um, we're going to be uh, able to next year actually go out and visit more. This year, we weren't able to at all because of COVID. Right. COVID-19 struck a lot of people down. And um, actually, you know, West Virginia Farmers Market, um, I would like you to explain, because this this goes out pretty far. We even have people in Bangladesh that listen to this podcast, which is crazy. Um, could you explain to them what the West Virginia Farmers Market does in, in, in the state and um, tell us about anything PR related that you have going on? Okay, so uh, the association, because um, we're not just one farmers market, we are a membership organization that helps farmers markets across the state. So last year, there were 109 farmers markets all across the state. And of those 109, 63 of them were members of our association. This year, we have approximately the same number of members, but the number of markets jumped up to 220 markets this year. We doubled. We more than doubled the number of farmers markets in the state over the past year. And I think that that has a lot to do with COVID-19 because a lot of people are starting to buy more locally and really thinking about where they're getting their food. So um, that's that's something that we've noticed just as a trend recently is people are really interested in buying directly from their farmers and trying to keep as much money locally as possible. Okay, so um, say like, we'll we'll use a a smaller county that has an odd population. I live in Wyoming County, so we'll say I live in the, the town of Pineville, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would be the closest market being down in that southern coal field region that I could get to? Well, there's actually a farmer's market in Wyoming County. Whoa. Wyoming County Farmer's Market. Yeah, they, they have one there. Um, but the easiest thing that you can do to find a market that's in your county by you is to go to farmfreshwv.com and type in your zip code, and it'll take you to whichever market that's closest to your zip code. So it'll it'll populate a whole list of, I think there are like 150 markets that are represented on there. And, and it also has uh, eateries, breweries, uh, local shops, all kinds of places that actually have local food and, and um, value added stuff that you can get that are made by local producers. And it had a feature that you didn't mention that I think is really awesome, Ag Venture. 
Yeah, they do. Um, agritourism stuff. Yeah, so, so it varies there. So um, if I'm a farmer and I'm living in, let's see, because I can be pretty vivid. Uh, let's see, where's a good place that's far off? I live in Parsons, West Virginia. Okay. okay. Um, how do I become a member of the association? How do I get my product to the farmer's market? Well, the first thing that you need to do is if you live in Parsons, is uh, you either need to call me or you need to call the Tucker County Farmer's Market. Uh, a taste of Tucker is what they're called. Okay. And, uh, they would definitely hook you up. They have a couple locations within Tucker County that would, um, that you could sell at probably right now. So if Are you, you have something ready to go. <laughs> Um, but if you don't necessarily want to just sell in your county and you want to sell somewhere else in, in the state, we have um, people in Grow High Valley that will uh, work with distribution chains. We have people with the Department of Agriculture that can help you uh, figure out where to, to put your produce or sell it directly. Um, it really depends on what you have and what you're, what you're looking to sell, but um, the Farmers Market Association can either find you a farmers market to work with directly or we can hook you up with the distribution chain to get it out so that you don't have to worry about it and you can get paid. All right, so let me give you one last scenario and then we'll go into some other things. All right, I'm living on top of a mountain in Noggy Tuck. So that's gonna be Mingo County. Mm -hmm. And I make the, my favorite, I call it, I know it's not a West Virginia uh, vegetable, but I have ramps. Mm -hmm. I have ramps that I wanna sell. But uh, the person that wants my ramps lives in Upshur County. Okay. That's enough distance. Um, mm -hmm. What will be the channel for me to get it, get it to them, get it distributed all the way up there, just a scenario. And um, what would be your advice to that person from Mingo County to sell all the way to Upshur County? My advice would be to try to work with either selling it locally, um, try to find somebody that is local that will, will buy your product or you can work with Turnrow and they can get your uh, pro product distributed throughout the state through their online market. Okay, so could you go into detail and tell us a little bit about the programs that are offered by the Farmers Market Association? Um, the programs that we offer right now, uh, the only active program that we have that we're doing is called the Localized Information Exchange Program. And that includes uh, I think there are either eight or nine markets from across the state that are working in a peer network to kind of build each other up and um, become service providers as market managers. So what their goal is, is to work together to figure out what producers are facing as far as the barriers and challenges in business development. And they're kind of bouncing ideas off one another and going to other resource providers in the state and trying to get the uh, technical assistance and resources and anything that they can from one another to meet those challenges and overcome them for their producers. Okay, well, I've got a little thing because uh, with this podcast, we do a little investigating. Could you tell me about the Farm to Table Dinner Series? Yes, I love the Farm to Table Dinner Series. So we were approached in 2018 by the Commissioner of Agriculture Okay. Uh, Kent Leonhart. And he was like, hey guys, you guys are awesome. Why don't you do a farm to table dinner series with our state parks? And we had never thought of that. That sounded like a great idea. So um, we put our heads together and worked with the Department of Agriculture, the West Virginia State Parks, and the Department of Natural Resources. And we put together this really awesome series with local producers and local farmers from all across the state being able to aggregate their produce into the farmer into not the farmer's market but into the uh, state parks at their okay. restaurants so that they can do a farm to table dinner at the restaurant so the first year there were i want to say 45 different farmers that participated in the farm to table dinner series That's a lot. Parks. And um, last year, it was about the same. And then this year, uh, we had to halt that program because of COVID. 
but we do plan on continuing that program again next year. So and that this, will, this, this could happen probably like at North Bend Park. Yeah, there was one at North Bend. Yeah, there they had one, I think there were nine, nine or 10 that, I think there were 11 that were scheduled this year. We've we've added one each year, but uh, they, they got, it got canceled this year, but um, I would say we will probably do those 11 next year. And uh, that will most likely include North Bend, Blackwater Falls, Pipe Stem, uh, and a few others. Pipe Stem, that would be awesome. Um, so my next question is uh, the gleaning program project. Mm -hmm. Project, excuse me, I oh, need to correct myself. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, gleaning, programs are pretty cool. What happens with a gleaning project is the uh, farmers will come together and basically at the end of the market, they'll have extras and they don't really know what to do with them. So what we did was design this program where the customers could choose to pay a little bit of extra. And at the end of the market, that produce that's extra would instead of being composted or thrown away or just a loss um, it would go to the local food bank okay so are there any other programs uh, like that you all work with the community um to like with children or anything is there any like type of things that y'all were doing prior to COVID-19 yeah we were um we have a pop club toolkit which is a power of produce toolkit and um, that project works with kids from five to 12 to uh, basically get them excited about eating their vegetables, which, you know, most kids aren't. Most true, kids true. don't want to even think about the concept of eating a vegetable, but uh, basically um, it gives them an activity that they can do that's interactive with the farmer's market. And then they get uh, tokens or um, food bucks that they can then take to certain producers that are participating in the program. And what we've found and what the studies have shown is that whenever kids are able to pick their own vegetables, they're more likely to eat them whenever they take them home. So that's what we did. If you, if the kid is able to pick it there and they're going to be more likely to eat it, then why don't you do that? So that's what we do. So. Okay. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, okay. so that's, that's basically what that is. And um, the kids will come back from week to week because their parents will bring them. And it's just a, it's a great uh, project and a great program for kids and families to come and enjoy the local food. All right, so now I'm gonna throw a little curveball in here because we do little curveballs on this show. All right, I am originally from a city called Lynchburg, Virginia. Mm -hmm. so that gives me access to Interstate 77, Interstate 64. So Interstate 64, I'd be coming across near Lewisburg. Interstate 77, I'm running up from Bluefield. If I'm a person from out of state, coming from Ohio, Kentucky, Maryland, Virginia, or any of these places, where's my first farmer's market I should stop at? And let's go with each direction. If I'm coming from Ohio. Okay, so if you're coming from Ohio, on 64, the first one that you're going to run into is the wild ramp in Huntington. So I definitely highly recommend that. Um, they have Jenny's ice cream, which is a, a native to Ohio brand of ice cream. Okay. And they have uh, a bunch of different produce and popcorn and value added products from a 200 mile radius uh, from a uh, Huntington, but most of like probably 80% of their produce and other products that they have there is within a 50 mile radius. So it could so be Wayne get, County. Huh? It could be Wayne County or something like that. Yeah, a lot of it's from Wayne County. <laughs> okay, okay. And what if we're coming down 77 from uh, Marietta Parkersburg area? Okay, so that's tough because there are a couple of markets that you're going to hit, but not all of them are going to be regular markets that are open every day. Okay. So um, you might not hit an everyday market until you get to Charleston. Okay. 
but there are a few pop-up markets if you get lucky. Um, there's a couple off the Ripley exits. Um, there's the Green Center Farmer's Market, which is a relatively new market. Over by Fairplane? It's the Green Center Farmer's Market. Overall fair in Fairplane? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't remember the exact exit. Um, there's one off the Ripley exit that's the Jackson County Farmer's Market. Okay, I know where uh, that is. <laughs> there's one in Parkersburg uh, at City Park, but I think it's only on Saturdays. Okay. So, already right, I'm coming up 119. I just hit Pikeville. I'm about to hit Williamson, West Virginia. Oh, well, you want to go to the Williamson Farmer's Market from there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was the easy one. All right, so let yeah. me give you a hard one. 77, I'm coming, 77 or 460, so I can come from Princeton or I can come from Bluefield. Okay. Well, there's there's a market in Princeton. Um, that's the, the Mercer County Farmer's Markets in Princeton. Um, they're coming from Bluefield. I'm sure there's one down there too. Uh, so that's both the same county, so that's... Yeah. I mean, the Mercer County one's probably the best one to go to from there. But I think they have two locations, so it depends on the day of the week. Okay. Um, if you go a little bit further, you will hit the Lewisburg Farmer's Market and the Courthouse Farmer's Market. Um, Anything around Athens, West Virginia? Uh, I'm sure there is, but I can't think of the markets off the top of my head. Right, right off. I was just testing you. All right, so then let's do the last one because it's your it's your new location. Um, I'm coming off of 68 out of Maryland or Brewston Mills or somewhere. Okay, well, um, there are a lot of markets up here. So <laughs> around Morgantown, there are a lot of markets. You've got the Morgantown Farmer's Market, which is on Saturdays. Saturday mornings um, until noon. And then uh, you've got a market on 19 going out of town, uh, not too far on Thursdays. Um, and then Anything the, near Kingwood? Yeah, the Kingwood Farmer's Market. I can't remember which day of the week that one is, but it's, I think it might be Saturdays also. I'll have to figure that one out. So basically, yeah. if you go out and you're going to one of those parks out there, if you end up in Terra Alta or you end up uh, over, what is it, Blackwater Falls? Mm-hmm. Well, little... the, the Elkins Farmer's Market's there. Um, that one's a pretty big one downtown in Elkins. Uh, you've got the Buchanan Upshur Farmer's Market that, that's around that area. Um, you've got... I mean, there, there are markets all over the state, so I could just keep going and going. Okay. If you want to come from the DC area up towards the, or up through the Eastern Panhandle, the best stop there is going to be Wardensville. They okay. have oh, wow. Wardensville Garden Market is out there and they have one of the best bakeries in the state. So if anybody is out that way, they need to stop there and get a cinnamon roll. They have to. All right. So cinnamon roll out there. I'll have to do that. So I could hit out that way. Because I'm pretty familiar. I've actually been through all 55 counties with my previous job. So um, next thing, let's go into this. Uh, social media wise, how mm -hmm. big is a farmer's market? And, and I'm asking you this from, we're saying from the, the uh, someone being uh, not native from here. If I wanted to learn more about, you know, see pictures and things like that, where would I go to see pictures beyond the website? Oh, go to our Facebook page. Um, we are... I think it's WVFMA it, on Facebook. And then uh, on Instagram, we are WVFMA underscore. Okay. I think. But and if you look up West Virginia Farmers Market Association, we're, we're the first to pop up on Google. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. We're, we're pretty easy to find on online. Um, yeah. All right. So... Um, my next thing is what's upcoming in the future? What's, what, what are we geared up for, you know, as soon as like next week? What do you guys have going on? All right. So we've got a couple of secret projects that I can't talk about just yet. So everybody's just going to have to follow our social media to find those out. 
But we do have our annual census that's coming up that will start taking submissions next Thursday, October 15th. Is that the right day? Mm, would you want to say maybe another week out? Because today's October 5th. Uh, is what is that? It's October 15th is the day that we are going to be uh, sharing so our next Thursday census. The following Thursday, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that will be ready for uh, submissions, and we encourage all West Virginia farmers markets to take this because um, two things: one, you will automatically be entered into any uh, submission for many grants that we have for 2021. So it's crucial that you submit this with the most accurate data that you can um, so that we can make sure that we include you whenever we are looking for participants for our programs next year. And okay. two, this is really crucial for us to understand how well the farmers markets in the state are doing. So this year has been really weird for everyone because of COVID. And I know that there's going to be some changes, but we want to make sure that we see whether it's higher or lower and to see if people are more active or if they're not active or if the if what we think we're seeing is the, the trend that I mentioned before that people are coming to the markets more regularly, we wanna see if that's actually true. So since all these markets are popping up everywhere, we know that they're, they've doubled this year. Are more people interested in going to the markets or did that like stretch out the already thin dollar that people spend locally? Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So. Outside of this, are there any other surveys or anything else that you all have going on beyond that? Um, other than that, we will be wrapping up our policy climate survey on this Friday, the October 9th. Um, and the data from that will be published on our website so that we can show everybody um, what our fund or not funding goals for next year. It's our policy goals for next year. So we'll, uh, we'll share that with everybody. And that's, um, I mean, we, we extended that for everybody. We don't, we didn't have too many uh, people take that at first, but now we've got a lot of really great submissions and um, I'm excited to share that later. Okay. And thank you very much for that. So one little twist that we do on the show, and obviously we're not going to make this a personal one because you're acting as a body not just as mm -hmm. yourself as we talk. Um, what is something that goes on at the farmer's market that no one knows about that you can tell us today? Um, something that goes on at the farmer's market association that nobody yes. knows about? Yes, yes, thanks for the clarification. Uh, there is a lot of stuff that goes on. Like we, we plan and plan and plan and have all kinds of conversations that uh, really get down to what's needed in the state rather than just trying to to do stuff just to do stuff like we we really want to be more focused on the the farmers and the producers and um there is there's a lot of conversation that happens around how can we help address these barriers the most effectively like it's it's not something that you know, we talk about a lot um, outside in the real world, but it's something that happens behind closed doors all the time. Like we, we really care about what's going on in our communities and how we can help fight the, the drug addictions that are going on. How can we help fight the food access problem and the food insecurity? How can we make sure our seniors are actually able to get to the farmer's market? Because our roads are crappy. Like yes, they we are. <laughs> that everything is, you know, taken care of. So um, we want to build our communities and make sure our communities are strong. And that comes from a lot of conversations with a lot of experts and people in the field um, from all walks of life. So um, another question I have, um, I'm a farmer. 
I'm discouraged. I'm trying to decide if I want to join the farmer's market. What advice would you give me to make me want to join the farmer's market association to get my product out there? So we have a lot of stuff that we can do to help get the, the farmers ready to whatever they, they want to do, whether that's business development, expansion, um, startup, if you want to start a farmer's market. Um, we have a lot of partners across the state that can help you get to where you need to go to. So it really just depends on um, what you want to do and what your goals are. But uh, if you come to me and you say you want to start a farm and you're gung-ho and you're ready to, to get started, then I'm going to do whatever it takes to get you where you want to go and get you to the right people if I'm not them. Okay, so when someone actually contacts, more than likely they're going to get you because like you said earlier, you run this for the whole state. It's a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. Does it ever get a little overwhelming or... It gets overwhelming a lot, but uh, hopefully uh, we can get some grant funding and I can hire somebody else and I don't have to do this alone. But the good thing about having the board members that I have, they are an amazing group of people who will spend any time that they need to to make sure that this organization continues working uh, and I don't go insane. <laughs> <laughs> So okay. I, have, I have a lot of respect and love for my board members and they in turn have the same for me. And I just, I can't do this without them. Like they, they're, uh, they're volunteers, but they spend a lot of time working and helping and making sure that this is uh, the community organization that we envision it to be. <laughs> so um, outside of all that, like, how do you wake up every morning knowing that your work like helps someone eat something healthy? Like you're actually, you're actually like, I mean, do you ever like think of that like on a real big, big scale that, you know, there may be a kid and let me get a county that that's really desolate. I said, we already did Wyoming. Uh, uh, Dodgeville County. And where? Dodgeville County, that's not a desolate area, but it's pretty spread out. A kid in Dodgeville County that normally wouldn't be able to get maybe a watermelon or something. And because of whatever you've done in society, that child's able to have a watermelon brought to his local farmer's market and he can buy it. Like, how, how does that make you feel? Like, well, I mean, I wish I was there sometimes to be able to be able to hand them that food myself. Like, I would. I can't replicate myself and I can't replicate the food, but um, I'm really grateful that we're able to do that as a, as a network and as a community. Um, I, I am very big on the sense of coming together as a community because there's no way that you're gonna be able to get these things done without that. Okay. So like even, I mean, I came from a very small rural area, you know that. Um, Work oh, yeah. County is the smallest county in the state, and there is a lot of poverty there. Yeah. There are a lot of hungry kids there, and there is a lot of uh, mental health issues and addiction, and um, just there's a lot of negative in that county and, and around it and around the whole state. But the positive thing about that is that the community members that actually care will come together and provide for those kids that can't provide for themselves. And being able to uh, give back to the community and, and kind of pass on that torch, that's important. And I think that I shouldn't be alone and I'm not alone in doing that. Okay, well, thank you very much for that one. All right, so lastly, before we uh, wrap up, uh, we've talked about the West Virginia Farmers Market Association. But there is a young lady that's in Ward County in the county, uh, the, the little small town of Pee Wee, maybe. That, that's, a, that's a small area out there, correct? Mm -hmm. um, she wants to get your job when you decide to retire. What does she have to do to get your job? She's got to be better than me. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, 
Um, what does she have to do to get my job? I mean, she would have to apply for my job whenever it comes available. But um, I really, I think that uh, this specific job is not going to be available for a while. Um, right. I'm, I'm sticking around. I, I have only been here for five years, but I don't plan on leaving it anytime soon. All right, well, 40 years from now. 40 years from now, there's going to be a lot of changes, and this job is going to look a lot different in, in that time. Like, I've, I've got some, some plans for, for this position and, and this organization, and it's not, uh, we definitely would be hiring from within, and I have full confidence that that would continue. So, um, for, for this position, that is. All right, so for the little girl in Pee Wee, she can come up and be an intern. She could, yeah, and uh, I think next year we're actually going to start um, looking for interns. So in the in the spring, so we'll okay. we'll definitely be um, looking for interns soon, and uh, probably in AmeriCorps Vista. All right. So that sounds well rounded. So the little girl in Pee she may not get your job, but she can aspire and she can take that to another state or another part of the state because you may have to get coordinators. She might not be able to get my job immediately, but she can come work with me and I can build her up to be on my level pretty quickly. She can be a protege. Okay, I, I like that one. Well, I want to thank you very much for being on West Virginia on Commonplace. And one thing that we do at the end of the show, we do shout outs. Who are the people that are behind all of the madness and chaos and the great things that make Erica? Oh, that make me personally? Yes, ma'am. Um, my partner, Ryan, um, the board members of the association, uh, Jenny, Jeannie, Sandy, Fiona. Uh, I'm going to, there are 11 of them and I always forget all of them. And I'm sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's going to do a retraction. <laughs> uh My grandparents, um, uh, and there are so many people that have made me who I am. Like I can't, I can't limit it to just a handful of people. But I appreciate it that's in my life and has stuck around to to see me through where I am. So. Okay, and and one thing I want to say, um, you know, we're both West Virginians. So as a West Virginian, I want to tell you, thank you. You could have took your talent and you could have went to Michigan. You could have went to Iowa with your talent, but you decided to stay in West Virginia and make West Virginia a better place. I love this state. I, I, I hate to see the potential and the beauty be wasted when there's just nothing's like West Virginia. Right, it's nothing like you can leave for a little while, but you're going to always come back. Mm -hmm. That's That's been my whole thing. Uh, so once again, Erica, I want to thank you on behalf of the West Virginia Farmers Association. I mean, I'm sorry, West Virginia Farmers Market Association for coming on. Can you do one last plug for your Facebook and your Instagram so that our listeners will know? Yeah, um, you can find us at uh, West Virginia Farmers Market Association on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and we are wvfarmers.org. If you would like to become a member, you could give me a call at 304-202-6618. Um, that number also does text messaging if for some reason you'd rather text me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I usually pick that number up uh, Monday through Friday from nine to five. So um, and if you are so inclined, uh, you can also email me at coordinator at wvfarmers.org. Okay, and thank you once again, and we would like to have you back later. Anytime that you have something going on, we definitely want to have you on the show, because like I yeah, said, for sure. you're taking care definitely. of West Virginia. Thank you. Thanks. Once again, back on West Virginia Commonplace, we have Erica from West Virginia Farmers Market Association. Let me tell you guys something real quick. Um, 
her and her office. They um, were brought to me by my girlfriend, Stacy, um, and they allowed me to do a show with them. Their show, in, and I'm not saying it in a weird way, I'm saying it in a great way, has become my biggest show. Hands down, we're talking across all platforms. I'm on 13 different platforms, 15 now as we speak today because I'm on iHeartRadio and Amazon now. So um, the widespread message, message of what they do in West Virginia resonated so much with everyone that Erica decided that she would actually come back. Her and the Farmers Market Association. And I always like to reiterate all that because some people just thought, oh, West Virginia Farmers Market. No, it's the association. So Erica, would you take the floor? Tell them how you're doing. And um, once again, I want to tell you personally, thank you for giving me my biggest show. Oh, sure. I'm uh, happy to help in any way I can. I love local food and I love promoting farmers markets and local shows like this. So uh, I'm excited that uh, you have the numbers that you do. So this is really, really great opportunity for us to get what we're doing out there. And it's a really good collaboration. So thanks for having me on the show again. Anytime, anytime. So you have something big going on and I'm not going to spill the beans or anything. This is one time like where you're, you're like a best friend now with us over here not because of the numbers but just because of uh how friendly you are i'm gonna let you explain everything that's going on with you um and this is going to be something guys that we hopefully we can get her to come back and do once in a blue moon or whenever she has free time so the floor is yours erica tell them what's going on with west virginia farmers market association okay so have you heard of giving tuesday have you ever heard of that initiative i had not heard of it okay so Giving Tuesday is a global giving day that happens every year and has since 2012. Okay. Where um, basically it's just you, you've been spending money at uh, the, all of these different places for Black Friday, on uh, Small Business Saturday, you have Cyber Monday, but you overlook some of the most uh, deserving and underserved people. Um, so a bunch of people, a bunch of nonprofit organizations got together and started this initiative called Giving Tuesday, where this, the first Tuesday after Thanksgiving, um, everybody donates uh, money to their favorite nonprofit charitable organization. So that's uh, essentially what Giving Tuesday is, and the Farmers Market Association is participating this time for the first time ever. Okay, so that sounds exciting. What is the name of, of y'all's promotion inside this promotion? So this year, um, we want to raise $65,000 to go towards pharmacy initiatives in West Virginia. Uh, pharmacy is a really cool program where uh, it's a holistic approach to medicine. So uh, basically, instead of having you go to the doctor and get a prescription for metformin or something like that because you have diabetes, the doctor prescribes you a box of produce instead. Okay. So uh, they um, the program takes a food as medicine approach. It doesn't necessarily take away the need for certain medications whenever it comes to chronic illness, but it does help people understand how nutrition affects your overall health. Um, and that's pretty much what pharmacy is in a nutshell, <laughs> but there are a lot of different moving parts that also go along with it. All right, so one cool thing I want you to do real quick, spell your form of pharmacy for the audience. Okay, so this is pharmacy spelled F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. <laughs> so it's pharmacy, <laughs> like you go to the farmer's market to pick it up, because you do. You go and you meet the farmer who grows your food and um, you take it home with you and you can use recipes that they provide to you. Uh, there, there are a bunch of different programs that come with it. Um, with our program, we want to support some coaching 
and uh, that includes um, daily wellness. So if an individual is able to do certain activities, then they're encouraged to do those activities. Um, and we work with nutritionists, um, exercise physiology specialists, and dietitians to help figure out exactly what's going to work for each individual patient. Um, with this uh, Giving Tuesday program, we want to feed 125 West Virginia families next year for a 20-week program. Okay. So all of that, all of the money that we uh, receive for this will go directly towards pharmacy initiatives across the state. Right now, there are 11 counties that have pharmacy initiatives, and uh, we want to expand on that and keep the collaborations going in those counties and, and so you, expand it past those counties. So eventually, you can get all the way up to 55, right? Eventually, we would love to see all a pharmacy initiative in all 55 counties, yeah. Okay, so um, here's my question here. Um, and I always love when people give details on things, but they always forget one thing. Where do they go and how do they help? Okay, so um, what you have to do is if you are in one of the 11 counties that have a pharmacy program right now, basically you just ask your doctor, uh, do you have a pharmacy? Can I be involved in this? And if you qualify, um, qualify being that you have a chronic illness, uh, Typically right now they're focused on diabetes and hypertension. So um, those people with those types of chronic illness have a high priority to be uh, incorporated into the program or accepted into the program. But you can be a part of this program and um, just show up during pharmacy days <laughs> and participate. It's, okay. it's not closed. You might not get the coupons, but you can still participate and, and get the, the products. So, um, and uh, these pharmacy boxes can be uh, made to order or um, they're, they work like a CSA or community, sort, uh, excuse me, a community supported agriculture box where okay. um, the farmers will grow to a schedule and have specific types of produce that they have each week that's going to be in the box and uh, they the pharmacy west virginia guys have um, done a really good job of telling each individual patient what the nutrition benefits of the produce are um, and they also help you figure out what recipes go really well so you don't just take it home and fry it up and try to eat it because some things, you know, they're not really healthy if you just douse it in oil. <laughs> and fry it up. I mean, it right. might taste great, but <laughs> it's not necessarily the best way to eat it. So um, we want to encourage people to uh, eat the nutritious version of the product, not just the tastiest version, although you can make them pretty tasty regardless of if you fry them, boil them, bake them, you know, they have some really good recipes that uh, are even better than just frying it in butter, so. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, I, I like this approach and I like hearing about this because it's like, you know, you're going to your doctor, your doctor's going to actually try to help you get healthy. And, you know, we have a, a very, very high obesity issue in the state and then hypertension and um you know diabetes and stuff like that like you you could probably teach someone how to like regulate their insulin and different things like that so i find this all amazing um so let me ask you this personally uh and looking over i'm going to call it correctly i mean you may call it uh some type of overview and looking over anything have you found anything personally yourself that like a recipe or anything inside of this that uh, you've taken from it and you're eating healthy now? Um, personally, uh, with having um, an autoimmune issue myself, um, I can't eat a lot of, uh, what are they called? They're nightshades. I can't eat nightshades because they cause, um, they cause flare ups. So, uh, I really love potatoes. I, I will eat them 
I'm West Virginia girl. West Virginia girls love potatoes. I grew them as my FFA project. Uh, I had potatoes growing up all the time, but now that I'm older, uh, I have um, that autoimmune issue and I can't eat potatoes. So instead, I have to eat sweet potatoes, which are not a nightshade, but um, I make them very similar. I bake them same way, a little bit of butter, a little bit of salt, and it's good to go. Okay, now let me ask you this. What about a, another one? We're going to go into a root vegetable. Just this is off topic. What about a parsnip? I don't eat parsnips. <laughs> I'm sure that they, there are plenty of people who do. I'm just not... I'm not a big fan of them. Rhubarb? I don't have a good recipe for parsnips. Um, I could tell you a really good recipe for, uh, let me see. I really like um, steamed, what is it called? Chard, Swiss chard, baby chard. It's okay. really good. Yeah. I mean, what about rhubarb? It's uh, I don't eat, uh, rhubarb is really good in pie, but <laughs> uh, I haven't had it in any of these dishes. Um, there's also a really good recipe that the Farmer's Market Association had a few years ago in our cookbook that was a crustless quiche. Ooh. And basically um, what you do is you take uh, kale, um, peppers, onions, and some spices, whatever spices you like. Uh, kale and spinach as the main um, ingredient and you, you need a you need a pretty good amount um, and then you whip up those I think it's five or six eggs and you beat them and then you pour it all you put the vegetables in first and then you pour the eggs around it uh, with some cheese just a little bit of cheese you don't want to overdo it and uh, then you bake it like that in a nonstick pan. It's so good. <laughs> okay, so definitely audience listen to that. And um, so you dropped something, this cookbook. Is this cookbook still readily available? Unfortunately, or? no. But uh, if anyone wanted, wants to get that recipe, um, please email me at coordinator at wvfarmers.org. And I will definitely get that over to you. Because it was uh, it was a number one recipe that in in the cookbook. So we had uh, a few years ago. I'll, this is just a side note. Um, we had a recipe contest uh, with the American Heart Association to create this cookbook, and um, we had three winners. And one of the winners was that crustless quiche. Okay. And it's part of that cookbook. Uh, the other two were a honey angel food cake and uh, chicken butternut patties. And Ooh, both that sounds them, good. <laughs> all of them were so good. <laughs> they were so good. Okay. Now you've got something else you want to talk to us about. I wanted to continue talking about pharmacy. Right? Yeah. So, we got so, off topic a little bit. Yeah, but that's okay because uh, – Part of the pharmacy program is that they uh, do nutrition education. So they have recipes and things like that on site, usually in not COVID times. They'll even do demonstrations at the farmer's Whoa. market. So you can learn how to make the stuff that's in the boxes that week at the farmer's market. Um, so that's why this is a really cool program and we want to keep this going. So I would really appreciate it if... Um, Everybody who listens to this would help us out a little bit. Uh, right now, there are 11 counties that have pharmacy programs. And if you are currently in one of these counties, you can uh, go to your local farmer's market or your healthcare provider and ask them if they have heard about the pharmacy initiative and if they are participating. Um, because if you are... Uh, someone who suffers from a chronic illness and you want to get healthy, the best way to do that, or one of the best ways to do that is to join a pharmacy program. Those counties are Tyler, Upshur, Barber, Boone, Cabell, Greenbrier, Lincoln, McDowell, Mercer, Mingo, and Roan. Oh, wow. That's, that's really spread out. 
<laughs> that's really spread out. It's like up at the top a little bit, in the middle, a little south, and a, and a lot southeast, really. Yeah, they're all over the county. They're all over the state. Um, it actually started in Tyler and Wetzel counties. Oh wow! Like New and, Mexico, uh, Sisterville type deal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the Sistersville Health Clinic, I think, is the name of it. They have helped out a lot with the one in Tyler and uh, Wetzel County. Um, that's okay. where um, the pharmacy initiative started in in up and around Wheeling. Okay. And uh, Pharmacy West Virginia is where you would go to learn more about the pharmacy initiative, how it started, and uh, what they're doing right now in the off season. Uh, they just wrapped up their 20 week program, I think last week. So they won't start again until spring. But okay. in the meantime, they're gonna be planning uh, for next year and they're gonna be looking for patients to start now. All right, so, and, and um, once again, one thing I wanted to plug is how can people donate again? What website do they need to go to? Because I always reiterate this stuff for the simple fact that in these podcasts, except for maybe your podcast, they don't skip they don't skip through your podcast, but some podcasts uh, that I do, people pick certain parts they, that they're gonna listen to. So I always wanna reiterate where they can help out. So where you go, um, you go to wvfarmers.org forward slash get dash involved forward slash giving Tuesday. And Giving Tuesday is one word. You can learn more about what our goals are for the year and how you can donate. And there's a donate link at the bottom of that page so that you can, and you'll be redirected to our PayPal so you can contribute to help some families next year. Um, so uh, what we're trying to do is um, for each donation, you'll be able to help uh, a family for a certain period of time. So anybody who donates $20 will be able to feed a family for a whole week. Um, anyone who donates $90 can feed a family for a month. Uh, $200 will feed a family for half of the season and $400 will feed a family for the entire program in 2021. Oh, wow. So yeah, people definitely, uh, audience, West Virginia Commonplace, definitely like to see some people uh, get out here and donate because you listen to the episode um, and there's so many families that you know out here that need help because uh, no offense to any other state in the world. I mean, in the United States, not the world, but in the U.S., but West Virginians, you know, we hug each other. We try to take care of each other. And I didn't say that in a bad way. I'm just saying we help each other out. So if you can, definitely donate and um I mean, like I said, from the approach that you, you said about everything that goes on inside of uh, pharmacy, it sounds like an awesome program, like something that really will resonate well with people that need to get their health back on track. And just in general, you know, if you're ill, you know, there's all kinds of approaches with food to help you get better. So I definitely do think like that's really uh, a, a good cause. Um, and remember, guys, December 1st, that's uh, the start of that, correct? That's when we're really trying to push to get donations. We want to um, get as many donations as we can on Giving Tuesday. We want to, it would be amazing if we could fully fund this program on December 1st, um, on or by December 1st. That would be amazing. Um, with, uh, with West Virginia right now, we are at a 19.1% poverty rate. Um, and with the pandemic, uh, although we haven't heard for certain, I'm sure that that number has gone up. And I, I agree with that, too, because a lot of people had to work uh, and, you know, the rise of unemployment and every other factors that go into um, what's going on with COVID-19. Um, and even my outside uh, listeners or listeners, because we have uh, a crazy thing that I'll do real quick on this episode. Statistic wise, we have a lot of people that listen. The biggest group that listens to the show outside of West Virginians or in Georgia, Georgia and California. So any of you people, even if you don't have family here, if you wouldn't mind donating, um, once again, uh, we'll, we'll plug the necessary places for you guys to donate and things like that. Um, but yeah, like the audience, and, and it's another weird thing too, is a lot for your show came from Bangladesh. So anybody in Bangladesh, donate some money to help out over here. And, you know, 
obviously we, we take care of you guys over there at some point doing something for you to be able to listen. So, you know, uh, I definitely think that would uh, help your calls and it would uh, resonate very well. I keep using resonate. That's the word of the day today. Um, so Erica, uh, what else is going on? What else do you have for us? Well, the, the best part of this specific program okay. is that we are going to be helping 125 families, but we're also going to be helping the farmers that are participating in this program. So um, I just wanted to let you guys know that any donation that you have will not only feed those 125 families, but it'll go further than that because you're also going to be building the local community and helping the farmers continue to do what they're doing. So they won't just be feeding those 125 families. They're going to be feeding the other million families that are in West Virginia, the other million people that are in here trying to uh, live paycheck to paycheck and survive. So um, other than that, uh, we have... Um, we have some other stuff going on. Uh, this Right now we are uh, doing a, a statewide farmer's market census for all of the farmer's markets in the state. Um, recently, I think on, a, on the last episode, I talked about how we wrapped up our policy survey. Yes, you did. And, uh, what we found <laughs> was that most of the farmers right now are struggling with uh, broadband access so what we're going to try to do is work with our legislature and see if there's any way that we could help get more people online next year, um, especially in rural areas. Uh, and we'll, we'll be working with the West Virginia Department of Agriculture to look into other issues that are going on with our food system as well. Okay. And I think, yeah, probably with broadband, I think that's a whole West Virginia thing as a whole um, I, I not to take away too much from what I was doing yesterday, but I was on my way up to Morgantown yesterday and I was going up 79 and I stopped over in a little place called Flatwoods. And, um, you know, I get to talking to people about different things that go on there. And like you, you said there, that communication that we need there with broadband, that's something that every place that I go, that's just a little bit rural or off of the beaten cell phone path. It seems like, uh, what they need. So I have a few questions that I like to ask you, um, Okay, so going forward with the West Virginia Farmers Market Association, um, are you all like, the, are the markets are still open as we speak now, right? Like you can actually go. There are some markets that are year-round markets that are open right now, but most of them have closed for the season. For the season. So yeah. when they pop back open with uh, COVID-19 initiatives, probably still in effect. We're going to assume that it'll be with us forever. Um let's say a person because i remember last time we did county to county but i'll just keep it real simple with a county um say like a person that lives in roan county because mm -hmm. that's the county that split 77 79 um roan county where do they go do they have a farmer's market in roan county do they mm -hmm. have yeah there there are a couple of farmer's markets in roan county actually um but the biggest one that i know of is the one that's in spencer Okay. It's downtown at the courthouse. I got to um, sit down there. So that's where they and go. And I think that one's on Saturdays, but I'm not, I don't quote me on that. It's much easier to go to farmfreshwd.com and look it up uh, and, and see which farmer's market is open in Roan County on those days. Um, but I know that uh, Roan County is one of the markets that participates in pharmacy and will be for the 2021 season. And we'll be uh, trying to help them out with this program. So. Okay, so everybody in Roan County, because Roan County touches a lot of counties. It touches your home county of Wart, touches Jackson, touches all kinds of places. So definitely out there, make sure you guys uh, get out there to pharmacy. Um, so here's my next question, and this one is a is a big one. All right, um, collectively for the whole year, like everything that y'all have done before we did this episode until after we've done this episode, how does West Virginia Farmers Market Association consider this year, do you all consider this year a great year for your company? Um, are you allowed to speak on that? Um, I think every year that we are seeing growth within the local food system and the, the increased communication 
Um, we're seeing this year that there are way more farmers markets than there have ever been in the state. Uh, we are seeing a huge drive for individual community members to go to the farmers markets and to buy directly from farmers. Um, so uh, just looking at that, yes, we're successful. Okay. Uh, we, um, I, I judge success based on the result and the result is positive. But right now we're making a positive impact for our communities and that's really what we strive for. And as long as we can do that and continue to do that, I think we'll be all right. And um, one thing I want to throw in here too, like you said about the farmers, because sometimes I, I get away from the actual farmers. Um, I think that with this pharmacy program, just going back to that for just a second, that's a really good uh, look, or as we say on the show, a shout out that you guys are doing for them, you know, allowing their product to be out there. Um, and also, you know, like, it's kind of a sort of an advertisement for them for their goods also, because, you know, if I get a piece of corn from said area of West Virginia and it's better than this said area, you know, I could spread that word to my cousin that lives in the western part of West Virginia or the northwest, you know. Um, yeah. So and that also that also helps those farmers too, because you know, if this farmer down here has a, a better crop than the one up here, um, then they might be able to to talk and figure out collaborate. Yeah. Um, and really, we would, uh, our organization really en encourages people to communicate and be openly collaborative because we can't just, we can't work in a bubble and okay. expect to move forward. So you want them to, have, so everyone have a continuum. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would love to be able to see the farmers working together to uh, make sure that everybody gets fed in the state. Um, right now with that, those numbers staggering at a little less than 20% of a, our citizens in poverty, um, our farmers are included in that. Like our farmers are also living in poverty. Like whenever you see 20% of the population is uh, living at the federal poverty line, that includes uh, people who are supposed to be supporting our food system and that's terrifying like we right. want to be able to have growing sustainable businesses and if we don't have food water shelter which is all part of agriculture then we don't really have a working civilization true so, true um so we gotta we gotta make sure our farmers are fed. We gotta make sure our communities are fed, and and the best way to do that is to have open communication and collaboration. Okay, all right. And um, Erica, once again, I want to thank you so much for coming on West Virginia and Commonplace. Thank you for West Virginia Farmers Market Association for allowing us to be the place that you broadcast your information. And I hope that uh, there's more guided West Virginia podcasts also that can get involved with you guys too. Um. On that note, and I've uh, spoken with a few other ones, um, and I hope someone reaches out to you so that we can get the word even further, which I know I'm getting it a little ways, but we could always have more people involved. And um, we want to have you back on again um, to do more with uh, West Virginia Farmers Market Association. And then there's some other things that you do in your own personal life that when you decide that you would like to join us, we'd like to have you on because uh, I will say this about Erica and she. I'll probably get chewed out later by uh, my girlfriend. Erica is a well-accomplished artist in her own right. She got quiet on that one, guys. Um, but anyway, getting back to normal business, <laughs> I want to tell you thank you. Um, is there anybody in your office you want to give a big shout out to? Um, right now, I just, every time I will forget someone, but I appreciate uh, all of the board of directors that work closely with me and all of our partners that have helped to put this together. Um, and uh, all of the farmers markets that make what I do possible and all the farmers who have uh, raised our state and keep us fed. So um, with that, uh, if you guys want to donate, uh, please uh, go to wvfarmers.org forward slash get dash involved 
forward slash giving Tuesday, or you can email me at coordinator at wvfarmers.org. All right, guys, you have it right there from Erica. And once again, West Virginia Uncommonplace, thank you all for listening. And we're going to wrap it up. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok, where we have some great content, Facebook, LinkedIn, hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site. Join the email list from the website and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly, thanks for listening and tune into the next episode.